So, D23 is going on, and uh, they dropped some Star Wars trailers. Let's talk about The Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing? My name's Charlie. You might remember me. You might remember me. You might know me. <laughs> Sorry, I had a Troy McClure moment. You might remember me from such books as Crucify My Love, which is out right now. It's my latest book. Oh man, I'm in that kind of a place. I had kind of a crazy, crazy couple days that I haven't really got the chance to talk about on the podcast. Started up an Earthon campaign over the weekend and yeah, yeah, my brain is all kinds of all over the place, so this should be fun. I'm also happy because my throat has healed up enough that, as you notice, my voice is going back to where it should be, and not down into that bass timbre that really causes dysphoria in me every time I hear it. So, yeah, things are getting better. But before we get into everything going on in Star Warsy land... If you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people who listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better chance we get to interact with each other. And that is why I do this. Because I like talking to people about all kinds of crazy things. Like Star Wars. Okay, so let's start with... The one thing that I don't know enough about because they just announced it, apparently the Obi-Wan series is coming. Ewan is back. So, yay. Kind of excited. I'll get more excited when I get more information because, you know, I love me some Ewan McGregor. I love me some Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, I, yeah, I think this could be interesting. We'll see. But we received a... Uh, I'm going to call it a teaser. They called it a trailer. I'm going to call it a teaser for The Mandalorian because it doesn't really tell us all that much. Now, if you want a full breakdown of the trailer, teaser, whatever we're calling it, I would highly recommend you check out Star Wars Explained, who goes through kind of frame by frame and names all the characters and the places and does all that. I'm not going to do that because he's already done that so well. And I figure if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably watching his videos so, I don't know that there's much I can add on that. But on the speculation front, this is a show that I have some concerns about for the following reasons. The opening tells me that this is going to be a darker show. And I have no problems with that. Rogue One is up there in my like top tier of Star Wars movies. I love it so much. And it's a darker, more adult version of Star Wars. I kind of think that this is going to be a more adult version of Star Wars, but because it's going to be on the Disney Plus app, I've said this for a while, I don't think there's going to be any R-rated material on Disney Plus. They also have the majority stake in Hulu, 
And I think the R-rated stuff is going to go over there. So, like, your Deadpools and stuff are going to be over on Hulu. Your MCU is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Personal opinion, we'll see how that plays out in the grand scheme of things. But I have a strong feeling that that's how this is going to work out. Now, I think you can do darker, grittier Star Wars and make it kind of PG-13. Because, again, Rogue One, they were able to pull that off. But the type of themes that you're going to be exploring with a bounty hunter. Now, that is a thing that we really need to talk about. Because I used to play a lot of Star Wars Galaxies. And Star Wars Galaxies was the best Star Wars MMO. And then it wasn't. And then it was again. Then it wasn't. Then it was again. And then it wasn't. And then it died. And they replaced it with another MMO that was okay. And maybe one day we'll get back to awesome. But the one thing that Galaxies got right was the way bounty hunting worked. In the game, you could side either with the Rebels, you could side with the Empire, or you could be independent. And that was awesome. But in PvP, when a player was taken out by another player, they had the option of putting a bounty on the player that took them out. If you took out an Imperial, the Empire would put a bounty on your head. And these would slowly accrue throughout the play of the game. Various factions would put... PvE factions would put bounties on you for taking out players of their faction. So on and so forth. And we bounty hunters would go and we would pull our bounties from the terminal. And we would literally have to hunt you down. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. But just because, you know, you had to actually find them and track them down and get them. And it was it it added such a wonderful spice to the game because anybody who did any of the gameplay, PvE or PvP, could potentially, well, did have a bounty on their head of some size from small to large. And you never knew when a bounty hunter might be coming for you and they could come after you at the most inopportune times. There were some open dungeons that weren't instanced off, and you could be in the middle of doing one of those, and a bounty hunter could follow you in and take you out in the middle of the dungeon. And some people were probably really upset by that. To me, that added a tone of realism into the game that I loved. But I played a bounty hunter. I loved playing bounty hunter. But one of the things that I learned, and I get it, this is an MMO, this is just a game, but it brought up really weird questions in there because you often didn't know the name of the person that you pulled until you actually were able to locate them. You had basically a scan thing that you could send out probes to help you locate them, and then you found out who they were. So sometimes you would get your friends bounties and that became a thing what is what do you do do you hunt your friends what what is the etiquette of hunting your friends and granted this is an mmo where you hunt them you take them out they respawn and so we were able to come to agreements that like oh if i got your bounty i'll split it with you just i'll let you know i'll come get you take you out when you respawn i'll i'll share the bounty with you because it's a video game, and the characters respond. But it did add for some weirdness 
when you got a friend of yours who didn't want to be hunted and just wanted you to hold the bounty so no one else would come after them. Not understanding that that's not how the bounty hunter system worked. Up to three bounty hunters could go after the same bounty in the game. So just because you were holding on to their bounty, potentially two other hunters could be after them. And so it created this interesting social dynamic within the game where you had to really consider the cost of hunting and also the challenge because sometimes you would be the people with the highest bounties on them were the people that were the most lethal in pvp in player versus player so you had to really kind of gauge your own skill level and whether or not you thought you could go after these people and it brought up a lot of questions and that's just from playing an mmo i want to see these questions play out in the show because i have this fictitious experience of playing a star wars bounty hunter i want to see the mandalorian have to grapple with getting a bounty for someone he trusts someone he likes someone he doesn't want to turn in someone he doesn't want to take out because one of the things that made it so interesting to play was one the hunt and i want a lot of this to actually have to deal with the hunt him having to be a detective and trying to find these people because even with probe droids and whatnot nothing worked better than having a network of spies that could inform on the bounty you were looking for i want to see that in the game i'm sorry in the show because that's what made bounty hunter so interesting in the game and I think that's what would make a bounty hunter interesting to watch. Because I've actually thought about writing bounty hunter fiction, sci-fi bounty hunter fiction, off and on for a while. Because I enjoyed the experience in the game so much. And so trust me, I've given that a lot of thought. I also really want to see him have to grapple with going after people that don't deserve to be gone after. Because there's a lot of moral and personal questions that arise when you're hunting people for money and i really want them to bring that out in the series and i think you can do that in a pg-13 series but i'm hoping that they're going to go there and it's not just going to be just a western where he would be replaceable with any clint eastwood character i don't want this to be a fistful of dollars in space I just don't. I want it to be so much more than that. And hopefully, that's what they give me. And then we have the teaser, the first look, I believe is what they called it. The first look for the rise of Skywalker. And, uh, yeah not really the first look for the rise of skywalker as far as teasers go and trailers go i found this one extremely underwhelming i get what they're going for here because this is the culmination of the skywalker saga so giving us all of those quick glimpses of you know episodes one through six and then kind of recap of the force awakens and the last jedi 
I get that because you're trying to put the story into its context. But really, we only get a few really quick glimpses of this movie. And the ones that they picked were very obviously picked because people like me are going to talk about them. Yet again, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to do a shot by shot in, you know, breakdown. If you haven't already, go over to Star Wars Explained. He does a very good job of it. It, It's there, right there. The thing, the two things I want to talk about are, yet again, we get this uh, callback to the Emperor. And we've talked about various ways that that could be happening and we get this shot of Darkseid Ray with a twin-bladed lightsaber. Okay, personal opinions from this point on, which may be spoilers if I'm right. So, just so you know. I, I think that is the biggest clickbait image I have ever seen in a trailer in all time. I don't think Kylo Ren is going to be redeemed at the end of this movie. I I really don't think that that's what's going to happen. It might, but I don't... I don't see it. But I don't think Rey is going to fall to the dark side either. I think what we're seeing there is her mirror test. One of the tests of the Jedi that has been established in canon is when they face their deepest fears. This would be most memorable for you probably when um, Luke's training with Yoda in Empire and he goes down to the cave and he sees Darth Vader and he cuts Vader's head off and the mask explodes and he sees his own face inside the mask. Because that's his biggest fear, that he's going to become the next Vader. Okay, so there you go. What we're seeing is Rey confronting Darkseid Rey. Because remember, even Luke chastised her because her she was drawn instantly to the dark. And we see this as a recurring theme throughout The Last Jedi. With her relationship with Kylo Ren and with her experience of that, you know, vertex in the dark side that she is drawn to. Okay, so I don't think that that image, as provocative as it is, has anything whatsoever to do with Rey falling to the dark side. I think she's seen her darkest, you know, fears come true in one of those moments. I also think that that could be one of the scenes with the Emperor. Now, having said that, I I continue to believe that Palpatine is dead. But, we have a big problem with that. In that, we see a whole bunch of Star Destroyers show up in this trailer. They are not First Order Star Destroyers. They are... Yeah. They're they're Imperial Star Destroyers. And that worries me on kind of two fronts. One, we have very well established in canon that Palpatine set up Operation Cinder to burn the Empire to the ground in the event that he died because if they could not protect their Emperor, they did not 
deserve to exist. So, how exactly do we go from the Emperor being dead and Operation Cinder destroying the Empire to a whole bunch of Imperial Star Destroyers that do not appear to be a part of the First Order? Now, there's two ways we can get here, and I don't know which way we're going. One, we do know that the Empire sent quite a large force into the Unknown Reaches, and it has always been assumed that they formed the First Order. Now maybe there was some factionalization in there, and part formed the First Order, and part did not, and the First Order basically the people that followed Snoke, and the others weren't. I personally have a belief that the First Order was the last stage of Operation Cinder, because that is the First Order. Destroy all that remains of the old Empire and Republic. And that is, in fact, what the First Order does. That that's not so much a name as it is an identification. That they are the Imperial Remnant that was born out of Operation Cinder with the sole purpose of destroying everything that remained of the old Empire and the old Republic. So the universe could be made new. Personal opinion. Can't prove it. But we may see that play out in here. Now one of the things that we see in the Aftermath books is a cult of the dark side. And it is really fostered by several of Palpatine's lieutenants who are collecting Sith relics and whatnot to bring into the Unknown Reaches with them. Because we lose track of Yuptashu after that book. I don't know of him being mentioned in any other book, but he flies off at the end into the Unknown Reaches and he's the one that is obsessed with the dark side. He is basically starting a cult of the dark side. And, well, we know we're getting Sith Troopers, so I think it would be really interesting if we get to see, or at least a mention, of Yuptashu and what he's been up to in building up what would be the Second Empire. And that that's what this is. That this movie is basically The Empire Strikes Back Part 2, Yuptashu's Revenge. <laughs> And that that's what we see when we see all of those ships show up. And that these Sith Troopers are, in fact, an existential threat to both the New Republic, or the Rebellion, or the whatever we're calling them now, and the Resistance, and the remnant of the First Order under the control of Kylo Ren. If that's what happens... That, I think, gives the best chance for Kylo to sacrifice himself. I think that's the closest thing we're going to get to a redemption arc for Kylo Ren, is that he is going to sacrifice himself to save the Rebellion. He's going to sacrifice himself to stop the Emperor from winning. And we're going to see Rey, in, in the end, establishing the new order of the Skywalkers. And that's where the name comes from. And in death, 
he will be known as Ben Skywalker. Personal opinion, I don't know, we're going to have to watch the movie. But that's the best way I can see this playing out. If there's a clone of the Emperor, I will not be happy. If there's a ghost of the Emperor, I'll be fine with that. But I want them to connect this to the weird cult of the dark side that Yuvtashu has been working with and establishing and explains everything that's going on with the stuff that he steals from the Emperor's observatory on Jakku before fleeing. That would be amazing. I, I want them to do that. Because Yuvtashu is probably too old to still be around at this point. But you never know. Maybe he got infused with enough dark side that he's still there. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But I really, I really want that to happen. Anywho, I'm, I'm excited about these. And I would love to know what you think. I'd love you to send me your questions, comments, and topics. Either by using the voice message system, which you can find in the show notes. Or you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. I'm C. Dorset on both. If you've got a dollar that you can spend, it really would help out a lot. In the show notes, you'll also find a link to my Patreon and the community support tab. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. If you can do that, that would really mean the world to me. This is how I make a living, and it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice to make all the ends meet. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, don't worry about it. That's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like the show, please share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. Well, I've got a lot of ideas for what's going to be going on in the future. And hopefully you will like the, some of the changes that I will be bringing to the show. Um, again, you can always let me know. I, I really do do this for you. So until next time, don't forget... Have the fun. Bye.